So tonight we're going to talk about admit. And admit is a giant leap of faith. So before we dive in, let's lift our hearts to the Lord. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you with humble heart on bended knee at the foot of the cross. Lord, any time that our posture is not that humble heart on bended knee at the foot of the cross, Lord, please remind us of our prayer position, how we are to come into your presence. But also, Lord, that presence is a respect. Help to keep us respectful of each other and boundaries set so that our recovery and their recovery can all be a healing process and no more wounds inflicted. Lord, tonight's message, whatever it is that you need each person to hear, I ask that you pierce their hearts and pierce mine with the words that you need each of us to hear. But also I ask that you help us to apply it in our everyday walk. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your son. Amen. Okay, so we're going from confession to admit. So last week we talked about confession of the heart. It's like chicken noodle soup for the soul because it does a body good. So this week we're talking about it to admit. So if we look at the definition of admit, it is to confess to be true, but it also means to allow someone to enter a place. So keep those two things in mind. So you're probably thinking, yeah, that's common sense. Why are we even stating the obvious? Well, because sometimes the obvious is what first gets overlooked. It's the first thing that we don't see because it's so obvious, it's so much part of our routine, we skip right over it. So let's state a few obvious things. Hurting people hurt people, but saved people serve people. We do not serve just to, to be seen. We serve because we've been there. We serve because we're helping our brothers and sisters. We serve because we have already took the giant leap of faith. And we want to encourage others to take that same leap because it's so worth it. So we talked about being held prisoner by guilt, shame, and fear last week. But we also talked about experiencing redemption, restoration, and repentance. That's why we serve. We have experienced each of those. So we openly admit because... We gain the healing that the Bible promises us in James 5:16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. By doing this, we gain freedom. Our secrets no longer hold us prisoner. There's no more guilt, shame, and fear. We gain the support through our recovery family and through our faith family to keep on keeping on. You know, one of the hardest things that we go through is admitting and I mean honestly admitting our sins and our weaknesses, especially to someone else, because our pride gets in the way. We fear what people will think of us. We feel like sometimes we have to remain in control of everything. Even though our lives are falling apart, we need things to look like they are under our control. We need people to think that it's not falling apart. Everything's good and no situation is out of control. But you know, the biggest thing that we all have in common is we have absolutely no control of anything except ourselves. We cannot control our expressions. 
If y'all had a conversation with me, you know my expression jumps out there way before my words do. We cannot control our words in the heat of the moment when emotions take over. We cannot control our actions when our wounds are so deep that we just can't contain the hurt anymore. We can't control our decisions when our flesh is raging. Many people have some control over these, but we really, all we can control is ourself, nothing else. I'm so thankful that God doesn't require us to confess and admit our wrongs to every single person around us. Can you imagine? I mean, if you had to go to every single person in order to be saved and confess all of your wrongs, could you imagine the gossip that would go around? Thank you, Jesus, we don't have to do that. And I know I ain't the only one that feels like that, so can I get an amen? Yes, thank you, Jesus. You know, we don't need a special preacher to hear our sins in order for us to feel forgiven. But we have enough people in our lives that want to twist our words and twist our actions in order to alter how other people see us. Can you imagine if we had to confess to every single person and then let them translate what we said to somebody else? That would be the devil's playground. So why do we admit our sins to anyone at all? Well, 1 John chapter 1 explains it. We must confess our sins to God. He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. This is so that we can live in fellowship with each other and in God's truth. We admit our sins to someone we trust. This enables people to pray with us, pray for us, and pray over us, even when we don't even realize we need prayer. It encourages us to keep on keeping on. So when we fall down with our flesh, no more guilt and shame, we can get right back up and keep going because someone's been there before. Sometimes we need to ask someone directly for forgiveness, and this is tough because admitting is the first step in healing a relationship. First, we have to confess it to ourselves, but we have to admit it to them. We were wrong. We have to take ownership. We must speak truth and love to each other, not scold. We're not throwing hellfire and brimstone. We're not going to Old Testament. We're, tr we're speaking truth and love because we want people to grow and be a better person in their walk for God. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So we must richly speak truth in love over each other. We must stop admitting our small sins just to hide our big sins. Sin is sin. It has no different level in God's eye. So this is why our small groups are important. It's important to confess and admit in a safe place. It's not a time to unload all of our weekly garbage that's weighing us down. It's meant to be a trusted place for prayer and healing. So let's talk about our chip system. When you come up to get a blue chip, that's between you and God. You do not have to stand up here and explain your reason. It's nobody's business. God already knows what's on your heart and he knows that you're ready to lay it down. And I will tell you, it's very exciting when people see you come up and get another blue chip because that signifies to us you're at a new level of healing. And again, it's none of our business while you're up there. We just want to celebrate with you that you're entering into a new level of your healing. So remember when I said to admit is to confess to be true. 
That does not mean that we just simply get her done, go get a grace ticket, hop on the redemption train, and on our way we go to eternity. It means that we humble our hearts, we drop pride of needing to look perfect, and we reveal what is making our souls sick. We express what is hurting our hearts before our hearts and our actions turn around and hurt others. But remember, we also said that to admit is to also allow someone to enter a place. So let's go Old Testament for a minute. The tabernacle held two rooms, the holy place and the holy of holies. Priests were allowed to go into the holy place. Only the holiest would be allowed in the holy of holiest in the presence of God. This was very much a hallowed place to be. It's where the Ark of the Covenant would be, and there upon it, the mercy seat of God. The most holy priest would offer a sacrifice for the sins of the nation. These two rooms were separated by the veil. So now let's go New Testament for a minute. Jesus went to the cross to be that living sacrifice for each of our sins. The veil was torn to allow us to go straight into God's presence. He made a way for us to go straight to our Heavenly Father, to admit our sins, receive forgiveness of our sins, and to al allow us to be at the foot of the throne. It allowed us to step into the Holy of Holies, into His presence, to admit and receive forgiveness, to repent and receive restoration and redemption. You see, to admit is, is not to make others like us. It's not even to become part of a gossip. It's to cleanse our hearts so that in eternity, we are allowed to enter the place that has been prepared for us. So as the praise band comes back, I want you to think about this. To admit is to be in truth, to be engulfed in truth, to be washed clean. But it's also to have the opportunity to enter into a place. So tonight, the altars are open. If your heart is heavy with anything, I want to invite you to come to the altars. It's nobody's business why you come. But if your heart is heavy, leave it here. Don't take it with you. And I pray that when you do, God's mighty hand of mercy from the mercy seat reaches down and rests upon you, cloaking you in peace, mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Let's go to the Lord. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, this, this world is full of chaos and even though we try so hard to stay in your obedience and act as you would need us to act, our flesh still wants to rebel. Our hearts become heavy. And we try so hard not to react to our wounds. But Lord, it's so easily done. Tonight I lift up every heart, especially those that are burdened. I lift them up to you. I ask that you rest your hand upon them and they start to feel your peace and mercy and grace just cloak them so that that hurt can start to leave them, their heart can begin to heal. Lord, I ask all things in the precious and holy name of your Son. Amen.
Amen. Thank you, Shane. <clears throat> Tonight was another one of those nights where I picked music beforehand, and I kind of this song kind of fits in with her message here. Here's my heart talk, uh, talking about speaking truth and giving your heart to the Lord. So this is a song called Here's My Here's My Heart. 